do's and don't do's of personalized learning. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. We, we, we have, took a little hiatus. We did. We yeah. did. But it's holiday time, so we're going to talk about holiday things, right? No. Okay. So today, we're going to talk <laughs> about fours and what fours mean. Fours? That's like glitter on the Christmas tree, isn't it? I knew we were going to talk holiday. <laughs> so fours are a thing that is like unknown to a lot of people. Misunderstood. Yeah, it's Lonely, hard. misunderstood. Are you going to sing this no, today? I almost might. This is no. awesome. <laughs> so we're going to talk about fours because fours, as you just said, are they're misunderstood. Right? Yeah. Fours are where are. we want some kids to be. We want to provide opportunities for fours. Yeah. So um, what's another another word for fours is exceeding. Yeah. Which is that. That's hard. That's hard. But you know what? Everyone wants that. That's like finding <laughs> the golden ticket. That's. It's Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. It's I love Christmas. It. It's finding the bean in the king cake. It's, uh, yeah, look that one up. I'm not even <laughs> sure what that one is. Wow. And because, you know, everyone's children is above average, we all want to exceed, which is why exceeding gets so misunderstood, messed up. So what, is, what are one of the things... <laughs> I'm trying to get it back on track. <laughs> what are the things that is mis so misunderstood is that uh, that exceeding part, right? Yeah. So it's not bonus questions. No. It's not extra credit. No. It's not more work at the same target at the same level. Right. Because if I do 10 of them all right, then 15 is exceeding, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. No. Oh. So. And it isn't, this is important also, okay. which I think is, is kind of the crux of it. It's not being better than other learners. Then how am I going to compare my kid to the ones next door? Well, in in a learner-centered, proficiency-based world, we're not doing that anymore. We're not comparing learners to other learners. Yeah. So I can't be a better parent than my next-door neighbors? You're never going to be a better parent than your next-door neighbors. That's probably true. That's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> so I but think, no, you can't. I think you're right. Yeah. It's, it's about, about comparing yourself to a target, right? Yeah, to a standard. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's really the key with with learner-centered education and personalized learning it is. is that you're trying to gain knowledge on a target and how far you can go on targets right. and it's not about how better how much better I did than my peers. It's right. about just the targets individually. Yeah. Okay, which doesn't mean you do it or, all alone. Or even how much of that target you did. Like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think of one that would be funny. It's not uh, you keep latitude and longitude. I yes. did so much latitude. I did like thirty latitude and longitude problems. I did a lot of latitude and longitudes. So I'm better than you. Yes. Um, okay. So no, no, that's not it. So, but being, I think one of the one of the takeaways, as I was saying, that is that being individualized towards a target doesn't mm -hmm. mean you do all the work individually either. Oh, totally correct. And I, I think, think that's another. I think that's where personalized yeah. learning sometimes gets one of the one of the other bugaboos is that everybody is in front of a computer, like we've said many times yeah. before. And that's not necessarily it, because there's a lot of social work, there's a lot of collaboration. That's what we want our kids to be, but it's still working towards a target and how much you can provide evidence towards that target. Yeah, on your an individual your, ev your basis. evidence is is personalized and individual, and sometimes the route right in which you get there, but it's not. No, like you said, yeah, we're not social 
collaboration is essential to learning. Yeah, it's a must. All right, so let's talk about fours a little bit. Yeah, Why? And, fours. You know, we've talked about the problems with them. So. Oh, I, well, there are even more problems we could talk. So. Okay, let's, a, let's bring up a few problem. more before we get here's to like, some problem. solutions. Here's another problem. So for people out there that, that are using some kind of taxonomy, um, for example, in my district, we use the um, Marzano-Kendall taxonomy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are other taxonomies out there, Bloom, one of sure. those other ones, and they all tend to be numbered in some way. Yeah. Just oh, gotcha. for, for, you know where I'm going. I know where you're going now. And the numbering is totally just for the sake of clarifying and being able to talk about the different groups. So, for example, mm-hmm. um, in the Marzano taxonomy, um, all of the reasoning levels that are at retrieval are called level one. All of the... Um, uh, reasoning processes that are considered comprehension are called two, and analysis is three, and knowledge utilization is four. And then there's actually five and six, which people just seem to kind of forget about right. all the time, which is where part of the mis- misunderstanding yep. of what the, how those work come in. So the misunderstanding that happens is that, so in standards-based um, scoring and reporting, we tend to use one, two, three, four, where three is meeting. Mm-hmm more proficient. Um, so then can you see where this goes already? So if I've got my Marzano tax taxonomy out and I know that level three means proficient, well then level it, three is analysis. So everything analysis. has to be analysis in order to be proficient. Right. And no. that's clearly incorrect. That is incorrect. Yep. It's just the third level on the taxonomy. Right. But it does not mean score three. No, it doesn't yeah, at all. That's one of the big downsides, Huge. I think. Huge. So, and Huge. that's really with, with any of them, you know, the, the depth of knowledge ones are numbered also. Right. They're all numbered. Yeah, they have to be. Otherwise, you can't talk about them without always saying exactly the words. And as humans, we like to say as few words as possible sometimes. Not on this podcast. Not on this podcast. So, yeah. in it, that's that, I think that's one of the issues, um, which is an easy... Um, easy fix. It's an easy fix, but it... it Depends on the language that we talk about it. Agreed. Um, I just said it's the third level of the taxonomy, not this is, you know, three. Level three. Level three, right? Yes, And and it's just subtle as as that. It is. But it it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. All right, tell me another problem. Oh, okay, here's another problem, I think, is that um, people, so declarative and procedural knowledge interact differently with, um, taxonomy than, than, than one another. Okay. So Explain. declarative knowledge, which is um, understanding, that's like concepts, mm-hmm. straight up concepts. It's just getting something. Right. Um, those interact very linearly with all of the taxonomy. Mm-hmm. So you can very clearly see how you might begin at retrieval and then it becomes more complicated when you go up to comprehension and becomes more complicated when you go up through analysis and becomes more complicated when you go up through knowledge utilization and mm-hmm. requires mental rigor in a very linear way. Right. That's not true with procedural knowledge. Right. Um, procedural knowledge is the doing of things. Mm-hmm. So um, this is where I use the tying your shoe thing a gotcha. lot, right? Um, so if I ask you to tie your shoe and the target is that you're skilled at tying your shoe, um, that's really retrieval. It's doing it, executing it. You're following a procedure. You're following a procedure, right. right. And you're just doing the procedure. Right. So um, 
which in is, order which to is, get there, though. That's what I'm going with. There's still foundational pieces to that. Yes. It's still at the retrieval level, though. The um, for shoe the tying. score or proficiency is still at retrieval yes. for shoe tying. Um, some of the foundational knowledge, though, is actually comprehension. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah, one for a and second. this is what messes. This is what I mean when I'm talking about how um, okay. procedural knowledge doesn't interact necessarily in a linear way with taxonomy hierarchies. Okay. So, so yeah, let's go. So with you're this like, one. wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm gonna tie my shoe, like I need to. Um, I need to be able to explain or describe the process for which I might do that. Uh-huh. Maybe even a couple different ways to tie my shoe. Okay. So that's integrating. Being able to summarize the process is integrating. Okay. But when I'm tying my shoe, it's just following. It's just about you're just doing it. You're just doing it. Like another thing I like to talk about. Because another thing that happens with the taxonomy um, that can impact understandings of score fours is that people like to put that um, like to put judgment on the hierarchy. Okay. That knowledge utilization is the best and retrieval is the worst. Right. And that's not true. It, right. de- it depends on what the target right. is. So right. backflip or another really good one. And these are all procedural. These are all physical skills. Swim butterfly. That's really freaking hard. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those things. Yes. Really, really hard. However, I can watch videos. I can study people doing it. I could probably even do error analysis on watching someone swim butterfly and what's mm-hmm. going wrong. That doesn't mean I can actually execute it myself. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. I like that. That's very confusing. We'll probably get to that. Yeah, it's later super on. confusing. I know. It's like it's a thing. Okay. Um, I've been yammering on about it for years, and I think some people <laughs> just just kind of go la 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 whenever they hear me go procedural and declarative. So anyway. That's very fair. Uh, so let's get to what fours mean and what they don't mean. Perfect. What, okay. So what's your understanding of what a four means? So when we have a four, so in my district we talk about. Having a four be the same target as the three, mm-hmm. it's just at a deeper cognitive knowledge. I totally agree with that. Or it moves up the taxonomy, in other words. Yeah, that's another way of saying right? it. Yep. So depending on whatever taxonomy you have, it doesn't really matter. It's the same target. You just want it at a deeper level. Right, more complex right? And, reasoning level. And we talk about that all the time, how we want kids to go deeper in their learning. Yeah. Well, this is exactly how you do that. You go deeper in your learning with the same target. It's not a new target. No. Because if you have a progression, that that harder, more complex target may be a future target. Right, that's a future target. And you don't score a four on a future target because they're not there yet. Agreed. If you have that more complex target and kids are providing evidence of that, they're further down they're the progression. There. Yeah, they're and meeting. And so put them there. down there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what it is. So yeah. it really gets away from the grade level talks. Yeah, well, so this is where like the whole this like it, better right? than other kids comes from. Because yes. it used to be that if you got that E for exceeding, it's because you were doing things above your grade level. And what we're saying now is, no, that doesn't mean you're exceeding. That right. means you're doing things at a higher at a higher grade level. Right. Or progression level, as it were. We don't use grade levels anymore. Right. In my with district. with progressions, yeah. it makes more sense. It does. Yeah. So then you can't say. Like, so if, if we're on a progression that has eight steps, if I'm on step five and you're on step six, you're not exceeding. You're right. not exceeding anything. You're just on step six. Right. If and you that's wanna, it. That's period. Done. Uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if you want to exceed like what you were saying, you have to go like so picture a line connecting all those dots. You have to go above the line. I'm making hand gestures here, yes. guys. Above yeah. the line. <laughs> you have to go above the line to exceed. How do you do that, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> so part of it We in... haven't seen we haven't done a podcast together in like three weeks now. Yeah, it has been so a, it has been, been a while. while. It's been a while. So uh <laughs> This one should have been on video, all of Courtney's hand gestures. So one of the one of the confusing parts for in order to get a four is um, the one of the things that happens in my district all the time is do we need to provide a four opportunity on the target? Yes. Always, yes, is the answer. However, that gets misinterpreted to having a four available on every task. Uh and yeah. that's and though it very subtle difference, and I can see where People would confuse that, yeah. um, but it is it is not about every single task having a four opportunity because you do have to build up towards it. You have to get the yeah. foundational knowledge. You have to provide Absolutely. evidence towards a three. Maybe you can provide evidence towards a four at the same time as a three, but there's still knowledge you have to knowledge and skills that you have to build up on in order to get some evidence. Absolutely right. It it might be in one shot, but mm. that would be you know, incredible, and you're probably moving down the progression pretty quickly in that case. Right. But we have to provide opportunities for fours. So that means really looking at what the taxonomy says and provide those opportunities for kids. Yeah. So if one of them is like at a comprehension level, is my three-level target, I can look in the analysis level and I can see that I've got some classifying um, and, or comparing, which is just identifying similarities and differences among lists of items or among items. I can analyze errors. Uh, I can provide higher level tasks for kids. Yeah. Um, this is a lot of teacher driven stuff. Yeah. We'll get to the next part in mm. a second. But it's really how do I provide those opportunities for kids? I have to look at the taxonomy and look at some of those assessment stems and some of those questions that I can ask kids and provide those opportunities then. Right. And, and for, for what I always did, I provided them at the same time as I provided the three-level opportunities. So how might someone do that? I heard you say this before, okay. and I agree with you. I think this is um, a sticking point for, for some teachers yeah. who are, again, very used to that linear model sure. where first you do this, then you do this, then you get the golden ticket, now you're done so you can do this. Um, but what we're saying is <clears throat> learners should be given the opportunity from the get-go. Yeah, to work absolutely. At a, at, a, at a score four. So, what would that look? What could that look like? So, if, I'll speak to math a little bit. Yeah, go I for know it. Math a little bit better. So, I when I was providing some some assessment opportunities for kids, I just integrated some of those four level questions right in the same questions that I was giving kids. I didn't say this is the three level stuff. This is the four level stuff mm -hmm. because when you try to make this conversion towards personalized learning. If you separate all that things, four, four level stuff still means bonus questions to kids because they're not quite True. used to that. So Especially they're like if four it's level on stuff, like a not quiz doing that. or something, right? Yeah. So you just integrate it and you mix it up and you like randomize the order. Yeah, they're sneaky. I was tricking the kids at first <laughs> to do four level work yeah. because we were doing it in class. So, you know, and not everybody gets the four level work right away, but there's sure. no reason that we can't talk about it in class. Uh, I know some of the some of the generic descriptors say you know goes above and beyond what was taught in class or something. Yeah, it like makes that. inferences beyond. That. That's my least favorite. It's one. my least favorite generic scale yeah. because it was interpreted at first as well. I can't teach it in class. 
if they have to get a four. Right. It has to be work they do on their own outside of class. Yeah, and that is just wrong. You know, why don't we take some of those targets to a higher level and actually teach to the four sometimes? Yeah, because a lot of times, something I've heard from teachers when I've worked with them to create fours or working through this understanding is that something you hear often actually is they're like, well, the four sounds so much more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It, like, I'm always, or it can be. Let's put it Usually that way. it often, well, when they're working with me, it's always amazing. But like, <laughs> often what you can come what up just with happened? <laughs> when you're looking at a score four, yeah. <laughs> It does sound way more yeah. exciting and engaging. It does. And then, you know, they're like, well, why why aren't we making this available to all learners? And I'm like, yes, why aren't yeah, you why making aren't this yeah, available? Exactly. Why are you holding off to, like, reveal it behind the curtain once you've passed through the assessment gate? <laughs> <laughs> so many references today. This is great. So we're coming close to the end of our time here. Hmm. Uh, for this podcast. Okay, well, not, I think we need to do an example. In general. <laughs> in general. In general. <laughs> okay, so we need to do an I, example. I think we need to give an example. Of, All right, so let's do an example, um, and then uh, and then we'll we'll we're going to part two next week, obviously. I think so. so. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. So one I was just working with. Okay. Okay. The team I was just working with this is one of the targets they're doing is um, understands that. Um, understands how different biomes support life, or understands okay. that different biomes support different types of life. Okay. Okay, easy one. Yep. All right, so let's say the um, taxonomy is comprehension, which okay. I'm pretty sure it is. Yep. So um, a meeting task proficiency would be something like, you know, describing a particular biome and the life that's in the biome and how it's interconnected. Mm-hmm. We'd probably see some food webs. Like, yep. You know, right? yep. Sounds Sound very like familiar. Web, yes. <laughs> exactly. So if we wanted to bump this up, so using the Marzano taxonomy, now we want to go up through analysis, possibly knowledge utilization. Okay. What could we do? What could we have learners do? We could, oh, I'm going for like low-hanging fruit here, uh, comparing. <laughs> okay. This is easy step. Everyone can see how they do this. So now instead of just describing one biome, compare and contrast two biomes, maybe even three biomes. Okay. Right? And Which is just identifying similarities and differences. Identifying similarities and differences. But that has bumped up the rigor. Right. So now a student who does that could be doing that at the same time that other learners are just working on one. Right. If like, you know, if there's some kind of project that they're all, they could be doing that at the same time. Sure. And it doesn't feel like extra. Right. Um, and it's, it's exceeding work. It's more complicated. Right. Um, it's not something like, you know, have them, I don't know, I can't think of something that would be further down the line. Build but, a plaster biome oh. with your parents and bring it in and paint it correctly and you get a four. No. Okay. Good. Please, no. No. <laughs> no. No, just don't do that. Um, yeah, if you wanted to go all the way up to knowledge utilization, I'm looking, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world right now with this, right? I look at problem solving. Sure. So you have them investigate a particular biome and like a specific biome in a specific part of the world. What are all the animals, what are all the flora and fauna there? What are the problems? What have been possible solutions? And maybe come up with a new solution or, or really, you know, propose that one of the found solutions is better, is the best and why? So... And now, with something like that, you could actually bring in other targets, oh, yeah. not just the science yes. targets, but now you're talking about social studies targets, yeah. you talk about 
economy. Your favorite from before, yeah. latitude and longitude. Latitude and longitude. You could do lots of latitude yeah, and longitude. Yeah, so there's lots of great things you could do right. just from bumping it to a four. Yeah, and suddenly and it's more exciting and everyone wants to do it. I think that was the definition of mic drop right there. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about next week about some other ways that you can uh, begin with some of these questions as Courtney just started. Um, I'll give you a hint. We've already talked about it before. It's QFT process. Oh. From Right Question Institute. So we love that. It's so awesome. It is. It's amazing. Uh, But you also get ideas of what learners actually want to talk about with targets. And kind of what they know already. So they can get right to the good stuff and not be bored by sitting through six quizzes and three Yeah, we got to talk about this. We're talking about this next week. Yeah, next week's going to be a big one. Next week seems like it's the four-hour holiday special with Matt and Courtney. Yes! I was looking forward to that. (laughs) Said no one ever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. With that, we will see you next week. And welcome back to the Personalized Learning Podcast. Yeah, welcome back. Um, Our website www.plearnmc.com, Facebook, PLearnMC. I sense a trend. Um, on Twitter, it's all PLearnMC. At PLearnMC. <laughs> or on Instagram, at PLearnMC. Uh, we have lots of great Hashtag stuff. Hashtag PLearnMC. Yes, basically if it's PLearnMC, that's us. That's us. So we're on every platform known to man. I, that's a claim I don't think we can support. We'll talk about we'll time. talk about that next time. <laughs> Thank you.